This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. August 12, 2017, a car plowed into a crowd of people, peacefully marching, protesting against violence, protesting against racism, protesting against neo-Nazis. 32-year-old Heather Heyer was murdered that day. That was two years ago this week. And I interviewed somebody who was there. His name is Daryl Lamont Jenkins. He is part of the anti-fascist movement. He's also part of a new movie called Skin, which looks at the turning around of a neo-Nazi. He actually um, has been in contact with neo-Nazis. He's responsible for reforming them. I'm putting up air quotes around that. And uh, our conversation around the issue of what drives people to this hateful place is really poignant, is really timely, and it's coming up next. So stay tuned to my interview with Daryl Lamont Jenkins. And this podcast is brought to you by FabFitFun. Go to FabFitFun.com and check out all of the wonderful things that they have. Actually, it's really cool. You fill out a little questionnaire because they design it just to fit you or the person that you're sending it to. And then they have this box full of stuff, actually $200 worth of wonderful things. I got I just got my box in today. I have a scarf in there, some some care for my hair. I have eyeliner. Um these are things that I said I wanted. So don't be like, "What? Eyeliner?" Yes, I do use eyeliner. Uh but it's full of amazing things. Even some Aveda products. You can just go onto the fabfitfun.com, fabfitfun.com, use code this is Karen, and you get $10 off your first box. I really love giving gifts. I gave one to my mom. She's really happy. I bought one for myself. It is amazing. Women's Lifestyle subscription box full of full-size, premium beauty, lifestyle, fitness, home, and you can tailor make it to yourself or the person that you're sending it to. These boxes sell out fast, so sign up for yours today. Go to fabfitfun.com, $200 worth of merchandise for just $49.99. Using my promo code, this is Karen, you get 10 dollars off check it out i'm really interested to talk to these gentlemen today there's a new film out called skin skin uh it's about a white supremacist neo-nazi uh nordic uh hateful person who turns his life around uh because of a relationship he has it's based on a true story and let me welcome one of the protagonists or the person who is is loosely based on as well as the director and producer. Let me welcome Daryl Lamont Jenkins and Guy Nativ. Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome. Hello, so hello. How you doing? Jay, uh, so I'm going to start with you, Daryl, because we've, we've had uh, some dealings in the past. You've been on the show a couple of times, um, most recently after Charlottesville when Heather Heyer lost her life, when she was murdered, actually. Right, right. Um, and I remember you being in the midst of all of that chaos, and we've, we talked about what that moment meant in history um, and kind of... Maybe this was the backdrop for this film. In many respects, it was. In fact, the uh, um, Jamie Bell, who plays Brian, was actually speaking to Brian for the first time on the phone that day. The day that, that Heather hired the lost, day that Heather hired mowed lost down life. in a crowd and, of people. Yep, and he had and Brian said, "I have to get off the phone. My friend looks like my friend is in trouble." She was referring to me, and I kind of sort of was because I was getting hit with pepper spray and wrestling with a whole bunch of neo-Nazis at the time. And um, I was, it, it was one of the few times I had been to um, such a rally where I just got worn out. 
that was just like when when Heather Heyer had died, that was like, okay, now what do we do with this? Were you in the in the in the midst of that when when that car when that neo Nazi got behind the wheel of the car and barreled into people who were out there protesting hate? Well, where I was, it was kind of it was crazy because everything had calmed down, everything was chill. They had everybody dispersed was on their way out. Everybody was leaving. Um, I was across the street from a church where everybody had congregated, and I'm just trying to reform. Um, I was passing out waters and things like that, yelling and screaming at um, white supremacists who were just simply walking by. And then what we were you saw, yelling and screaming at them? Um, What's we, the chant? Uh, well, it wasn't a chant. It was m- more like seeing what we would normally say to people. We don't like you this, and you know. Um, saw one of my characters from New Jersey um, walking past me, and I didn't want him to see my car, but oh well. Um, while we were talking, we saw the um, we saw ambulances go- going past us, just driving past us. As up, looks like there must have been some more fisticuffs going on. We were only a couple of blocks away. We're talking with Daryl Lamont Jenkins. He's the uh, activist uh, and leader of One People's Project. Yeah. He is played by Luke Cage in Skin. How'd you get Mike Coulter? Now this is <laughs> to funny to play you now, in this, this is, film. Th- this is funny because the last time I was here. Me and uh, Dr. Johnson, Jason Johnson, was um, having conversation about comic books. Yes, and yes, because we were that talking about Iron with Dr. Fist. Yes, that would happen with Dr. Jason Johnson, absolutely. <laughs> and somehow, Art decided to imitate life, <laughs> and Mike Coulter apparently was interested in the script. He was interested in. Um, portraying me and it was real and I'm really really appreciative of being a part of this because for me, for a number of reasons not just because um, Power Man as I knew known him all my life is one of my favorite superheroes of all time but also he has a history Mike has a history that's kind of like parallels me he went to Benedict College for I think a year he told me um, and that was where my father went and he also went to Mason Gross, um, which is the art school at Rutgers University in New Brunswick, New Jersey, where I'm based. And so he knew he knew exactly the world that I lived in, the world that I come from. So we was able to bond off of that. And and I think he captured me beautifully he did. in the movie. He really I actually did. knew he was playing you, even though I didn't know that you were the main character so I knew I was like I think that's Daryl Lamont Jenkins look at that all right so let me get Guy in here because I want to know how you got involved with this project and and give people because I've watched it give people why you decided to take on this project and what do you want people to walk away with okay so I was sitting in a coffee shop in Tel Aviv uh, I guess like eight years ago and I uh, just I was just engaged to my now wife and producer Jamie uh, Newman and I knew that I want to do my first American movie because I'm going to move to the U.S. and about I was looking for something that is politically charged and you know has a message, not just entertainment or just escapism. And I read this article in newspaper in Israel uh, about and I saw this face, this tattooed face, becoming like a normal face. And I read about uh, Daryl and and Brian relationship, and I and I saw this documentary raising hate, and I was blown away. And that was pre-Trump. I'm talking about 2015 or 2014. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I called my wife, and we got into um, we got their emails, Daryl's and and Brian's, and I wrote them an email um, 
from my heart about my grandparents who are Holocaust survivors and why me as an Israeli guy who which, lived in which, a... I'm sorry, which, where, where, where were they? They were in Poland and um, uh, in Romania and they lost their entire family. So they came to Israel in 1945 and they spoke about racism and, and, and acceptance and forgiveness. And, you know, they taught me how to look for the, for the good side and for the hope and rather being angry your entire life because your family you know got hurt and got got murdered, know, murdered got exterminated exactly so when i saw this story and this relationship this amazing relationship between brian and daryl i was blown away and i got in touch with them i went to albuquerque new mexico i met uh, brian me and my wife and uh, it was kind of a amazing experience because I saw a man a human being not a monster mm. and then I met with Daryl and they helped me shape the script and then after the movie after the script was done nobody in Hollywood thought there's like neo-nazis exist in the states so they didn't want to give me any funding and money to do that so because I mean, they, they thought sh- you were doing what a false story like no some kind of like a sci-fi and They told me it's like it, it's now that there's no really neo-nazis in the states it's only like a myth and then when I did the short Trump got elected shots would happen this the, okay. the synagogue massacre and right. the whole thing and right. suddenly it became like a real thing right. and then oh. the only one who had the balls and the vision to do that was Orrin Moverman Celine Retray and Trudy Styler who went in and said that's a movie that we want to make. And that's it. We're talking with Guy Nativ. This is his uh, American debut in the first film. American first American feature. First American film, English language film. Uh, it's called Skin. It uh, is the story of a neo-Nazi. His name is Brian, uh, who has tattoos all over his face. Of and different body. Things. And body, right. But the face. The face. And I want, I want Daryl to talk about it. And, and he meets uh, or connects with Daryl Lamont Jenkins, who helps him... get out of this gang helps him restore his humanity which you know many of us may not know is possible right I've I vacillate between using my platform to try to talk to those people or completely using my platform to empower those of us who are under the yoke of that kind of hatred to fight hey this is Karen Hunt and I remember the first time I tried hello fresh it was a chili satan I was doing something vegetarian I had never heard of satan before but it was delicious and it looked just like chili but it was vegetables right and now I'm doing even more vegetables because I love to eat healthy and I also love to cook and hello fresh makes both of those things really easy so you can sign up right now at hellofresh.com slash kh80 that's my code kh80 and you get 80 dollars off your first four boxes or 20 dollars off off each of your first four boxes at hellofresh.com kh80 and what are they cooking now oh they have heirloom tomato flatbreads with pesto fresh mozzarella and balsamic greens and what's really cool step-by-step instructions pre-measured ingredients fresh ingredients comes right to your door you don't have to worry about the supermarket and standing in line right in your door so you spend less time planning and grocery shopping more time doing the things you love and all of these meals come together in about 30 minutes or less they even have family plans there's something for everyone classic meals veggie meals family dinners all of that at hellofresh.com slash kh80 sign up today it's delicious I love it you'll love it too let me know what you think I I can't I can't do both but tell us what we should be doing Dad. well I'll tell you like this when I do talk to them when I um, 
initialize a conversation or a discussion or a debate or whatever, it's not so much for them, but for anyone that's listening to us. So I'm planting seeds when I'm talking to them. And my mission is always going to be, or rather I say my obligation is going to be those that are going to be hurt by these individuals. I need to diminish their ability to function. I need them to stop. And so far as that's my mission, I'm going to be fighting them. That is what I'm going to be doing first and foremost. But I do keep that open door going because they are still human beings and they are still human beings. I got to remember that, but they got to recognize that before I how go you, forward. How do you, because this is the, the conundrum. Okay. I just, um, I'm, I'm wild, wildly uh, invested in this, right? Mm-hmm because we need to live, right? right? And it seems like you depict a a world of neo-Nazis, of ignorant, uh, brutish, uh, really, really despicable people, but what about the ones that wear suits? What about the Gavin McGinnises of the world? What about the folks that are in corporate America who have the same ideology because there's a, a financial benefit? What about the occupant of the White House? What about all of the people that support him? Like that, that these guys with the tattoos on their faces, we see them coming. Well, those are easy, yeah. Obviously, we see them coming. those are easy. How do we come back? Yeah, the guys in the suits, they're not easy. In fact, when people always say, people always talk about how we should just ignore them and they will go away, that's the crowd that wants you to ignore them. They're the ones that gave. They're the ones that actually gave us Charlottesville. Okay, I mean Richard Spencer was in a suit and tie fundraising for Warren Paul just about ten years ago. He, sh- you can see him on C-SPAN doing that. So it's kind or of on like CNN. or CNN. Recently. No, no, you can literally. There is actually literally, C-SPAN right. footage of Richard Spencer fundraising for Ron Paul. So it's kind of like we know that those groups exist. We know that those individuals exist and we try to call them out as much as we can so that they don't do that anymore, so that we do diminish their ability. to. But you're talking about fundamentally what drives America. Right. So I I was under the impression that this is un-American, this behavior. But actually, it's very American. It's very American to create a system of oppression so that the people at the top of the food chain continue Mm -hmm. to not just eat, but continue to Mm -hmm increase their territory exponentially we are seeing the the rise of the corporate you know Mm -hmm. uh paychecks exponential you know beyond anything that makes any reasonable sense we're seeing corporations come together we're seeing a a lot of nefarious things happen even Mm -hmm. with our food with the drugs with all of this and it can only operate in a system where we're fighting on the bottom Mm -hmm. Mexicans and black people and Jews and Caribbeans and blacks and the Nazis, the ignorant ass Nazis and the black people Mm -hmm. and the Jews will not replace us, those stupid people, while they sit at the top of the food chain and continue to feed off of our caucuses. What you're telling me, ever the optimist that I am, what you're telling me is that if that's what drives the country, we need new drivers. Okay. And that's when you see- I got a license. (laughs) (laughs) I got a CDL. But, But that's one of the reasons why- um, one of the most important things in our political sphere, if I put my activist hat on, one of the things in the political sphere that we see that is making or is at least attempting to make the difference is not so much us getting out there to vote, but also getting out there to run. They're mad at you. While we're sitting up here talking about Trump, who is Trump complaining about? For these past couple of days, there's a reason why uh, they're the doing four, that. The four, the four <laughs> soldiers, the four warriors. You, the, yes. we, need, we need to multiply that four yes. into eight, into 12, into 16. Which, but they're being called un-American. They're being challenged for and their love are, of country. And people who do that are wrong. 
they do that to us. Can we, and we're say, not can we use language? Because I know, Guy, when I said extermination, because you said, you know, people who are harmed. And I'm like, people who are exterminated. Can we call a thing a thing, as Iyala Van Zant would say? Can we start to use the kind of language? People who hate AOC and Ayanna Presley and Rashida Tlaib and Ilan Omar are racist. They're anti-American. Can we? Is that language helpful or is it harmful? Helpful. And look what happened in Israel, by the way. Look what happened in Israel. Ethiopians, just because of the color of the skin, Ethiopian Jews are being killed by the police. Bibi Netanyahu is in power for more than Ben-Gurion was. You know, it's insane. Wow. It's like, it's wow. Like, Think about it's you just like, put that in perspective for me. I mean... <laughs> Israel is a, is a microcosmos of the states in a way. Isn't it? Who do isn't, you think? isn't Israel yeah. the baby? Isn't, it, isn't yeah. that yeah. our bra- baby? Yeah, and, and, but, but then, you know, it's, it's so toxic but because Bibi is feeding Trump and Trump is feeding Bibi and Trump is getting all those, like, you know, build a fence from Bibi because he built a fence in Israel. So it's like, you know, I'm coming from Israel and I make a fi- I made, I made a, an American film, but it's also about my country in a way. Come on, and you have the... This... I'm glad you brought that up, Guy Nativ, because if I bring that up, I'm anti-Semitic. No, no, no. I can't I'm, bring no. that up. You understand? Because then I'm anti-Semitic. You can't challenge anything Israel is doing as an American, as a black American, without getting labeled that. But you as an Israeli, you're seeing... How come more Israelis aren't speaking up? I've had Rula Jabril, who's Palestinian by birth, but also is... You know, and she speaks out and she's labeled. You know, you can't you can't speak out. Why aren't more people saying something? Are people that come from being exterminated not 50 years ago? Like, this wasn't 100 years ago. This, wasn't too, this was not too far in the distant past... You know what that is, yeah. And yet you do it to other people. How how do how do you reconcile with that? It's insane. I'm not. I'm, I I don't get it. Part of me, you know, it's crazy because when I left Israel, I thought I'm leaving. Okay, Obama and this, you know, everything is good. And I was like, <laughs> oh, you great. came into Obama. I came America. to Obama, and I and Beautiful. I got my citizenship. And Obama spoke to me from a video, and I said, "Wow, that's amazing." One month after that, we got Trump. So where am I? Where are I'm you? I'm in Bibi Land again. Yes. So wow. It's, it's it was not. I'm I'm not a happy camper about my country. I see now. I see my country from the outside, and it's even more embarrassing. Um, I mean, there are amazing people in my country that care. Of course. And but there's a lot of people. There's a lot of racism towards Russians and you know uh, religious religion people, religious people versus not religious people, and there's always conflicts, and and it's bad what's going on in Israel right now. And I'm, I'm kind of, I'm really worried because my entire family still live there. Are you optimistic? I'm, I'm going to talk to the optimist in the room, Daryl Lamont Jenkins, of course, guy of Native, Native, I'm sorry. Are you optimistic? Because I, I say the pendulum swings here. We're, we're like on a roller coaster, right? So we got Bush, right? And then we had Obama. It's a complete whiplash. And then we go from Obama to a complete like, neck snap, Trump. Do you think the pendulum's going to swing back to something normal? Yes, it will. And then we're going to have to rip the pendulum out of the ceiling so it doesn't swing back. Because we don't want this as a country. We don't want this as a society. This, 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 this the destabilization. Thing, this, mm-hmm. yeah, this, this interesting thing to bear in mind about both Trump and Bush, we got to go back to him for a minute, is that both of them were sent to office with put into the White House without the majority of the people behind them and it remained that way during their entire tenure. That says, by the way, 
that the Republicans know they're on borrowed time. Never mind the Democrats. The Republicans know that they're going to have to change their ways in some fashion. They're going to have to. They're going to have to move on. They had an autopsy, Daryl Lamont Jenkins, that said that's because they're we need dead. to include so. people, <laughs> other people than white, uh, old white men and well, old racist white men. We need to expand the globe a little bit. This is true. This is true. I mean, this is where the optimism comes in because I'm not too concerned about the past generation and what it is they want to do. I'm more concerned about what we want to do. Now, here's the thing. Are we going to look at government or whatever at at our elected officials to um, lead the way into change and such, or are we going to do it ourselves? I mean, one of the things, I mean, I don't bring it up usually when I'm promoting a movie, but I was in a documentary, and the documentary was supposed to be about Trump's first year. By the end of that documentary, it was really about us. It was about how we relating to each other. Because it wouldn't be a Trump first year without people who were willing yeah. to go, even though he didn't get the majority of votes, still 60 plus million exactly. Americans mm-hmm. cast a vote, 53% of white women cast a vote for a person that clearly might be diametrically opposed to their values as women. And some of them are friends of mine. And some of them you are have, friends of you mine. You have friends that voted for Trump? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I have quite a few friends that voted for Trump. You are a complicated man. And they don't man. get it. And they don't. I'm complicated. You're complicated because because they're your friends. Yeah. I can't. I couldn't have a friend. Let me tell you. I have a relative how, that voted for Trump that I don't speak to. That's how. That's but how but, but do you do yeah. you believe that there's going to be a change? That's what I'm. Mm, I'm I have to. I'm a glass half full type of chick. Always <laughs> have been. I'm as optimistic as Daryl. Maybe that's something that's been uh, ingrained in our DNA over 400 years of being in this country to be right. in bondage and never see the the light to to know that the light is there and keep pursuing it. Mm. That I think is part of our evolution as people. But those of us who are Black though, Americans. I mentioned this earlier about Charlottesville. At what happened after Charlottesville was um, something to um, talk about. Truth be told. When Charlottesville happened, that caused people to wake up. It caused people to say, okay, we have ourselves a problem. And they tried to do something about it then. All of a sudden, you started seeing um, white supremacists getting um, deplatformed all over the place, just getting fired from their jobs, disowned by their families. Some of the groups just broke up and stopped. Really? Um, and now, how do we see... Um, neo-fascist groups out there portray themselves now oh we're not racist we have black members or we're the real victims no, we're the ones getting you're hit. racist yeah we're not racist. you're, you're racist, racist. Yeah. and we're you hit me I'm with racist. a milkshake so that means right. you're violent right you're just and, as violent as we are they're both sides no they don't even say just as violent as we are so they'll say that they're engaging in self-defense never mind the fact that they instigated the violence but but that's how they play they now they're trying to play the political game this goes back to what we was talking about the guys in the suit and ties i mean because as i keep trying to tell people the wealth from which all of this sprung that what we're dealing with right now is Pat Buchanan, who's been suit and tying it for 50 years. You're right. I mean, uh, there's a lot of these people who are their friends, literally yeah, their and friends. And the moral majority. Yeah. And the NRA. Well, and, well again, Richard Spencer yes. worked for Pat Buchanan. <laughs> so that, that's, that's where this all print. goes. So, so Guy Nativ, um, the casting, the, 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 the tattoos, you know, and it was weird. When I got to the part where there was a Gavin, I, w- I was Google searching Gavin, Gavin McInnes to, mm-hmm. to research. And then the, the guy said, what's your name? And he said, Gavin. Was that on purpose? Or was that just a coincidence? That was on purpose? Yeah. I love that. I love, no, I was like, that's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. As people watch Skin... And and again, you know, it is such an in your face from the from the door, from the opening. There's violence from the opening, spit and piss and vinegar and violence. Mm-hmm. And by the end, you get to see someone redeemed, face clean, 
Sort of, right? Go ahead. You put a finger up. Now, I would say, remember, um, this is one of the things we keep trying to say also is that this is not necessarily a redemptive story. It shows him on the path to redemption, but there's a lot of things that he must atone for. What is, what is Brian doing today? Brian's still atoning. Is he? Brian's still atoning. He's doing good. I talk to him all the time. Is he still with the... With the... No, he's no, not. No, no, no. Oh. no, he's not. The baby? Is he a, is he a daddy? No, he's not. He has a diff- another relationship, but um, I gotta say something. This man will always face demons. Mm. Will always be in 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 a, you know, it's almost like because he's done some things. Yeah. Yeah. But he's from the age of fourteen, so he was a kid who was brought to this family and and brainwashed, like in a cult, in a way. He will always face those demons, and you know. Good. And, I'm sorry. Good. Yeah. Good. So he's he's never like and there's a, there's a sentence in the movie that he asks Daryl, what happened if I take those tattoos off of my face and I'm still the same piece of crap? Yeah. Well, what does happen? So the first, there's a tattoo with an arrow, big giant arrow pointing up. Yeah. What does that mean, Daryl? Oh, I cannot recall what that means. Okay, because I've been told. Has, I've like, been told. What does I've this been told mean? What does this mean? But let me tell you something. This will give you an idea of how conflicted a lot of these groups are. The group that he was a member of, the Villain the Social Club, also patted themselves out of gangsters. They were listening. He would STA, tell you, like NWA type. Yes, yes. They said they listened to that all the time. Now, if you see Brian, because he still has it on his abdomen and it is in the movie, um, one of his tattoos is a it's across his abdomen that says Thug Reich. He took that from Tupac, who had Thug Life Well, so it. here's a here's the reality. There's no, sorry, because race is a made-up construct. Mm-hmm. Everybody comes from Africa. I don't care yeah. what these new scientists are trying to, shenanigans, stop. That's why all the resources are there right now. Mm-hmm. If there are resources other places, I'd like to know. Every resource that you need, even the thing in your cell phone comes from Africa. <laughs> you you can't have you without us. Right. So you, you're not going to have a, even a hate movement without a bastardization of something that we... We are the originators, Daryl, Lamont Jenkins. Hey. I'm sorry for everybody in the room that's offended right now, but that's a fact, but doesn't mean we're better. Just means that's the... You know. But, you know, I think um, when I see things like that, when I see things like that, I appreciate the fact that we are influencing them somehow. But, 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 but by the same token, but, but, they're still going in the wrong direction. But how come they don't see the irony? That you need Tupac to make a message. Like, <laughs> so that just shows how, how do we deal with that level of ignorance? Because I don't know, how, I don't have words for that, right? I don't have words for the level of ignorance when I could tell you scientifically there's no such thing as race. We couldn't reproduce and you, reproduce and reproduce if we weren't the same species. It's, imp- you know, in nature that doesn't happen. You end up sterile, right? If you reproduce and it's not the same. We're the same people. Well, how do we, how do we get back, that? It all goes back to the fact that we still have um, people out there who think that this society, this country, is supposed to be a certain way, even though they know deep down in their soul that it can't be that way anymore. But when they say make America great again, America's only great because of the enslaved four million people that built it, the Chinese that came over and built the railroads, the Jewish people that came over and gave us the Industrial Revolution, the the Italians and the Irish Indians. that that were niggers, excuse me, when they mm-hmm. came here and somehow Big. got graduated into whiteness. But that's the reality. This country was about overthrowing governments and teas and in harbors and fighting and protesting injustice and having liberty for all. That's this country. 
Mm -hmm. But what made America great as far as they're concerned would have killed them if they were there at that time. Trump was German. Trump is German. Germans were going through the same crap that they want to put us through today. And we're not having it. Is there, no, is, there is there a fight? Is there a fight? Guy Nativ, I know if we go to battle, I want you on my team. I already oh, see you. Yeah. I see no, I see you. I love I love your ooh, you. I feel that. Yeah. What what how do we combat this? How do we how do we make a difference? How do we actually change hearts and minds or at least inspire people who are asleep right now who feel like, oh, this is not happening, this can't happen here, this can't happen again. How do we wake them up? Oh, it's for me? It's for all for, it's both, for of both, us. both of you. Okay. For both of us. Well, my attitude is we gotta the age-old cliche, we got to keep talking. But we also have to have some application. But we got we to gotta keep talking. And um, What does application look like? Is it is it a financial insist, thing? Is it, what is insist it? and make sure, be assertive. And whenever we see the problem, we neutralize it in any, by any means necessary, to coin a phrase. We speak of Gavin McInnes and his silly little proud boys and all that they want to go my attitude when, by the way when it comes to Gavin McGinnis is that he formed a gang he says he formed a gang a gang that's geared towards um, engaging in political violence MS-13 was formed in Los Angeles and they kicked their um they kicked their founders out of the country. Gavin McInnes is from Canada. What's he still doing here? How good, about that as an example question. of what we should do? Good question. <laughs> Deport. Send him back. Send, Send him, him back. back. Oh, we're going to get it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you're, and you're, wait, just before we go, Antifa, because you're you're in that Antifa, yep. which. Damn which, proud of it, right. too. <laughs> okay. All right. Why why is that any different? Look, just for the people. Why is, in that, the, in why the is that any different? With the small Simply IQ. because we're the good guys? Is that enough, or should I just say, look, if you hear people complaining about Antifa, they just might be the people who we all need to go after. Everybody is Antifa if you're anti-fascist. If you don't like, if you don't like fascism, you are Antifa. Martin Luther King was Antifa. Malcolm X was Antifa. Ida B. Wells was Antifa. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, Guy Nativ, uh, writer director. The film is called Skin. It's amazing. It is disturbing. It is uncomfortable to watch which i'm sure is the goal here it's the goal. uh how do we solve this i think that we're it's everything is education at the end of the day and we need to go to those kids who are 14 and 13 and maybe we should take give them a home and some food and a bath and and, and treat teach them, them with and love teach them exactly yeah. because these are the kids that became become neo-nazis isis all those kids are going to and they get this food and families and they they brainwash them. So I the, for me it's all about education. I think this, oh, you know, we not need to go to these kind of like um, places. And uh, I think that skin is also for them. You know, I want to show that in in schools, in high Love schools, that. and should and, be mandatory. Yeah. All right. Good job, fellas. Thank Appreciate you so much you. for Guy Nativ, writer director, skin Daryl Lamont Jenkins, also known as. Luke Cage. Actually, he's a, <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's a superhero. Thank you guys for being here. Thank guys. you so much. Appreciate you. Appreciate it.